welcome back to another part that I'm going to be talking about the reasons why I choose to be single. And this one's going to be, well, all of them tend to be a little, well, I guess I overcomplicate them basically instead of like having a proper way to sort of explain what I'm trying to say, like what's in my mind. I have trouble putting them into words, but I'm going to try my best. And, you know, I always do, but simply the fact that I notice that I do have trouble conveying my thoughts and putting them out into words so i just tend to go with it and wing it and hopefully it turns out like for the best or at least understandable to some extent and know what i'm actually like talking about but before i get into like the topic i want to mention I, I say it over and over again right like i said i've looked into the red pill community i've looked into like the feminist community i looked into the whole like men going their own way. I don't know if that's like part of the red pill community, but I feel like they're kind of separate things, right? And everyone's going through like their own experiences and their own anecdotal evidence of what they've experienced in life. And they sort of reflect off that and see that someone else is going through the same thing online. So sometimes they end up imagining that it's true. And I want to make it clear that I'm not like in the red pill community, like just because I listen to what they say and doesn't mean that I agree with everything or how they go about certain things, right? Like, I, I listen, like, um, if you've listened to any of my podcast episodes, you'll know that I'm a person who likes to give everything a try and give a listen to, even if I don't a agree with it or if I disagree with it 100%. You know, I listen to a lot of things about religion and I'm not religious whatsoever. And not only, like, one specific religion but many different religions and seeing how they get their perspective and why they have the perspective that they do and where do their textbooks come from right like the bible and all these other things and where they get their information from and a lot of stuff that really i guess to a lot of people is probably not important right like if you don't believe in god if you don't believe in religion you kind of think that religion's bad because of people making certain choices and it kind of leaves a bad taste in your mouth and you don't really look further into it and that's understandable but i've always been a person who wants to know the reason and why people do certain things why people make certain choices and why people act the way that they do is something that i've always been interested in trying to gain more knowledge over understanding like the way the mind works and how people work and how the choices that they make and why they made them but that's just like me right and so i I know that when I talk about red pill stuff, some people are probably going to assume that I'm invested in the red pill. Like when I was younger, like I said, in my early 20s, I was almost pull, pulled towards that direction when the Internet wasn't like heavily as it is now. And when I found the red pill community stuff, I looked into it and I looked into it. And like I said previously, it's been my experience that I've dealt with certain things that they do talk about. But just because there are certain bad people, which comes in all types of genders and all kinds of forms, doesn't reflect on the majority of like that gender or that person, right? Like there's just going to be shitty people all around. So, you know, I just wanted to put that out there that, you know, I'm not a red pill. I'm not um, men going their own way. But this, this is kind of like me just, you know, getting different ideas from different things, because I think you can learn something from every community, right? Even because I think people can go too far when it comes to feminists. People can go too far when it comes to like men activists and 
I feel like it almost looks like none of them try to understand one another. And I'm just here in the middle seeing both perspectives. And sometimes they're just not trying to even understand each other. Like one which tries to be right and one tries to just like get rid of your existence because they don't agree with you or disagree with you. It's like really complicated. It's not like as simple as like, oh, you're wrong and, and I'm right. You know? But like I said, I don't agree with a lot of the dating tactics and a lot of the stuff that they say and how to do it and how to use it and how to like pick up artists, stuff like that. Like I don't enjoy or like any of that stuff, but I do watch it simply because I want to know why they do the way, like the things that they do and how they do them and like what other people are going through. Because if we want to be better as people, we have to know what kind of things like men and women are turning to, right? Like what kind of content are they watching? Why are they watching it? You know? So obviously there's a reason why a lot of men, young men, especially are turning into the red pill community. Right. And to just disregard them and say, Oh, they're worthless. And you know, we don't need them anyways. It's kind of like, you're not solving the issue of what's going on in society. And the same thing can be said for modern women or feminists that you have to see their point of view as well, because why they turn in so far towards a certain direction when they've been treated bad in the past and been ignored and stuff like that. And I feel like no one's putting into perspective what each other is going through, that everyone's just kind of blinded by their own perspective and their own experiences, which it makes sense, right? Like if you're a girl growing up and you've always been told, go to the kitchen, you're supposed to stay home and cook, or you're supposed to dress like this, you know, like I've even been told stuff like that growing up as a kid, you know, I wasn't supposed to have long hair, you know, that's, you know, appropriate to wear for a man. You shouldn't be playing with this or wearing these certain colors. And then when it comes to like being online, people telling you that, oh, you belong in the kitchen or you're a hoe when it comes to a girl. And when it comes to a guy, people say, oh, you, you shouldn't be doing this. Or like, there's just a lot of like hate that these both genders get. And I feel like no one tries to put themselves in each other's shoes, right? Like it's just all about arguing. But I mean, people are still going to like be upset about, me mentioning anything about red pill or be upset that i'm mentioning anything about feminists and that's understandable right because people have like hardcore they pick their sides that they want and they believe in what they believe for the very reason that they have objective truth from their own reality or their own experiences right like i understand both concepts but i feel like they're extreme versions a lot of the times that go too far either way and there's really never a solution whenever you're not trying to communicate why you're in that direction in the first place but that's just my perspective right like it's not as simple as just having a conversation i understand that but anyways i'm just an idiot what do i know right but i just want to make that clear that you know i'm not red pill i'm not like for incels i'm not for red pill mindset and i'm not for like destroy all men and like all this other stuff or, of, or putting like people down. I'm just here to talk about my thoughts, talk about things that I read and things that I see and things that I've experienced. And it's nothing based on facts. It's nothing based on evidence. It's only my objective reality of what I've actually been through. You know, it's not about, oh, this is how things are because there's a difference between what I've been through. Like it's anecdotal, right? compared to like what's actually objectively true for the majority of people so yeah i just wanted to make that clear but the main thing that i want to talk about is part two obviously of why i choose to be single is i feel like in a lot of relationships especially when i reflect back and i notice that 
don't know if I can truly like love anymore. And I don't know if that makes sense, but I'll try to explain it as best as I can. But I feel like I just can't love someone anymore to where I can give it my all, which obviously that wouldn't be fair to be with someone if I'm not able to give them what is supposed to like put like a hundred percent into a relationship, like from both parties. But I, I feel like I'm like so afraid or I've been so jaded and I've been single for a long time that I just don't want to put any effort into a relationship. And I don't mean that I'm not going to, if I've ever do get into one, but like I'm choosing not to be in one because I don't feel like doing it right now. I don't know if that'll change in the future, but I just don't feel like doing it. And it's not because oh, I want to be an asshole and, <laughs> and like not give attention to anybody, but it's more that I'm afraid that look reflecting back on my past and the relationships that I was in, how I can give all of my time and try to do everything right as best as I can being like this hopeless romantic and setting up like dates in a certain way, because that's just who I am. It wasn't like to please my significant other, you know, obviously to an extent it was to like make them happy, but it's not like they wanted it or expected it, but that's just kind of like the personality that I had growing up that I wanted to go over and beyond when it came to like the first date, the first kiss had to be like romantic. Now they like these cringy things or things that people would consider cringy. And I think a lot of us probably did growing up. I don't know, like, but we all have different personalities, so maybe not. And even when I was in my twenties with my last ex, you know, I try to go above and beyond when it came to like setting romantic dates, at least to what I consider to be romantic, you know, like doing the little things that I thought was adorable, you know, like kissing her goodnight on the forehead and without them ever acknowledging it or even noticing it when they're like sleeping, making sure they're tucked in, um, you know, checking up on them, you know, randomly going to their place and making sure that everything's okay, bringing them food and like just random little things like that, that I wanted to show that, you know, they were on my mind because I wanted to make sure that everything was okay and that they were doing well, but I never ended up receiving any of it back. And it always felt like it was a waste of my time. It's not that I expected anything in return, but whenever you do something and you think that someone loves you or cares about you in the same way that they would do something like the, not the exact same, but they'll do a gesture of kindness to show their affection towards you. And it's not about buying you something. It's more about, you know, checking up on you. It's more about doing like little sweet things or even acknowledging the fact that you're doing these things for them. And I felt like it was never appreciated and I was never acknowledged for that. And that can sort of like it, obviously at the time I didn't think too much of it because, you know, I was in love and, you know, I was just doing it from the bottom of my heart because it was something I wanted to do. But once the relationships ended, you know, reflecting on it, I always, you know, noticed that I just wasn't appreciated and it kind of sucked. Right. And this is just who I am. Right. Like is I enjoy doing these type of stuff and I don't expect anything in return. Little gestures to where I check up on them when they're sick. I go to their place and make sure they're OK, get them some medicine, tampons, whatever, like whatever they may need. Because, you know, I want them to know that I'm thinking about them and I truly do care for them, you know, while I was with them. And as people, I, you know, I doesn't mean that I don't care about them anymore. But, you know, that type part of the relationship is gone. I don't care about them in that type of way. But just, you know, like a respectful human being like other people. But during the relationships, 
I obviously wanted to reflect on how I felt and wanted to show like, not by saying it, but by doing actions. And I felt like looking back at it, it was kind of cringy, but it was just who I am. And it's probably still who I am now, but it's kind of a risk doing that. And then me, I feel like now if I do this in a relationship, I'm going to notice like me being rejected or me not being acknowledged, right? So it's like, for instance, if I do something that's sweet of gesture, I want it to be acknowledged in a sense to be like a year later and my significant other kind of goes like, oh, I, I love when you do this and when you do that. I remember when you used to give me like kisses on the forehead or whatever, or you used to like bring me this when I was sick, like to acknowledge the fact of the little things that I do, because when they don't acknowledge it, it feels like, well, it wasn't important to them at all. And it's basically meaningless from their perspective that they don't care about it. So it, it can be kind of tricky, right? Because everyone has like different love languages, whether it's kind of like touch words, you know, by action or whatever it may be. It's something that you kind of have to communicate within the relationship, but like it, it's just like to put on the to put on the work that it takes to be in a relationship it's a scary and a risky thing right to be with someone who's not going to put as much effort as you're going to put because i feel like a lot of the times now people just give up on relationships so easily they expect it to be 100 happy all the time when that's not the reality of relationships you know you're going to have your ups you're going to have your downs and there's going to be certain times that you're going to have to compromise it's not going to be fair if you're the one that's compromising or they're the ones that's compromising 100% of the time. You know, it has to be like whether it's 50, 60, 50, 75, because one person is emotionally stronger than someone else. Like That's something for you to have a conversation with, but it should at least be an effort on both parts to decide what the relationship is going to be like, what kind of effort you're expecting and like what you're actually expecting from the relationship, you know? Like if I do something nice for someone and they don't acknowledge it, I should be able to communicate that with my significant other and tell her that, you know, I felt like I wasn't appreciated and not get yelled at by her saying, oh, well, I didn't tell you to do this, right? Like I shouldn't get that reaction. You know, I should get like, well, what did you want me to do? You know, like what made you not feel appreciated and maybe it was something that has to do with me personally and nothing that reflects on them but it's like a conversation that you have to have in order to get a better understanding of what you're actually willing to do and not do and how you interpret certain gestures of like showing affection and love to someone because there are people who don't like cuddling who don't like being touched in certain ways and these are things that you have to know when you're with someone so you can better understand your partner to be the best partner to them and they they also be the best partner to you. And like I said, like I just feel like a lot of people give up on relationships. If it's after like the honeymoon phase, people want to be happy all the time. And if they're not happy, they want to move on to the next thing that makes them happy. And I don't think that's like reality. Then again, I guess it could be right. Like if you're not happy, break up with the relationship and go with another person and be happy for another six months break up go with another person i guess you could literally technically do that right like objectively you can do that i i mean i'm pretty sure people probably do that that'd be a lot of work though i mean to try to find someone and get in a relationship with them i don't think you can consistently get in a relationship back to back to back to back you know i think it takes a while but yeah i could be wrong you know maybe i'm just bad at getting into relationships i mean obviously but that's just like my perspective on it like i feel like people don't 
really take marriage relationships seriously anymore. People don't want to have conversations and communicate well. Now, this is just my interpretation of what I see. It doesn't mean that this is actually the reality, but whenever you look everywhere online, you see like, oh, the divorce rates are high up, whether that's true or not, I don't know. But you see a lot of it, you know, people getting divorced, people cheating on one another, people moving on to the next thing because they're bored of one another. They don't feel that connection, which is something that you have to work on. Like, I think the beautiful thing for me personally about love is at least the way that I see love is that you you're choosing to be with someone that you don't have to be with. So it's like, I don't have to be with anyone. If like, if I have a girlfriend, I don't have to be with her. I can break up with her at any moment at any time if I truly wanted to. And so can they. But the fact is that I choose them over everybody else. Not that they're special compared to everybody else. Not that I'm special compared to everybody else. But the fact that I'm willingly choosing this person to work through all their flaws and all their imperfections. And I'm acknowledging that we're all flawed and that we all have imperfections. But I still choose to be with this one person. I still choose to admire everything about this person, right? Like respect this person, admire this person, you know, for the bad and for the good. And know, knowing that no one's going to be perfect, knowing that we're going to have arguments, we're going to have fights, we're going to have problems, but I'm choosing to stay because this person is important to me and I want to do my best to be a good person for this other person that I care about. Because at the end of the day, it's kind of like family, right? Like when you're with family, not, this is not always the case, but a lot of the times, you know, you get into arguments with family and you don't want to talk to them. You don't want to live with them. You don't want to be near them. And then a month goes by, you basically get over it because at the end of the day, they're your family. You still end up hanging out with them again. You still end up visiting them during the holidays and you kind of just forgive them and you let go, Right because you still care for one another. Now that's not the situation for every family member, right? You know, there's times where people lose connections with their family members 100% completely and never get in touch again. But I think for the most part, a lot of people, when it comes to family, yeah, they notice that, you know, they didn't have the best life growing up. Their parents weren't there for them in a certain way, whether it was like physically, emotionally, physically there, whatever. And, you know, other times they were abusive and just a lot of other things, you know, maybe you argued with your brother or sister a lot of the times they didn't see things the way you saw them and you sort of had a lot of arguments but after a month after a week after a couple of months you got over it and it wasn't really like a bad thing you still had that thought or that memory of what they did but it didn't overcome that kind of unconditional love in a way that you felt for your family you know and that's not for everybody, but it is for a lot of families. And I kind of consider relationships to be something like that, but more of a like you have to actually put effort into it, like both sides, you know, like you have unless it's a toxic, but every situation is going to be different. But unless it's like a super toxic relationship, most of the time you can just work things through, talk things through get into like counseling, even if it's, you know, kind of expensive, but it's worth saving up for, for both of you to try to make things work, to try to see what's going on, to see where you can improve in certain aspects in your life together. 
but I think like just being with someone it's kind of you know beneficial in a way to be social to have something to do with someone you know like going out traveling you know handling things that you're not able to handle emotionally or physically on your own and sometimes you know it's good to do these things on your own as well but knowing that you have like someone to watch your back to have your back whenever you need it the most it, it can be an amazing thing right like to be your rock whenever you're vulnerable and for you to be their rock whenever they're vulnerable like i just think that's a beautiful concept it's a beautiful thing and even if the reality of it is that we were just meant to reproduce and love is kind of just a figment of our imagination that it's just a thing that we tell ourselves in order to reproduce the fact that we are capable of thinking that we love and how we love and how we choose to love and who we choose to love i just think the fact that we have that choice is a beautiful thing and you know it every time that i see anyone who's been in a long-term relationship and they're choosing to be with one another you know as long as everything's like not super toxic no one's abusing each other in any like physical or emotional way but you know their normal problems and struggles that relationships have i always tend to be like these people are making a choice to be together right like my grandparents were together for like 50 years and you know grandma passed away a couple years ago both of my grandmas but yeah they were like in long-term relationships and through thick and thin no matter what happened you know like you don't necessarily have to get married but it's like you should value uh, personally i think you shouldn't do anything that i say but personally i think you should value relationships right like when you're with someone but if you're not happy and if it's bad for you and if it's toxic there's always exceptions to the rule to where you know you're you shouldn't force yourself to be with someone but i think you should have realistic expectations as to like you're not going to feel that spark that you felt at the very beginning you know every relationship that i was in eventually like that spark went away i was annoyed to be around them i was annoyed to see them but it was kind of more like a family thing it's like yeah you know you're there it's cool but it doesn't mean that i treat them wrong or disrespect them you know i'm there when they need me they're there when I need them, you know, like that type of relationship. And, you know, you make an effort to have communication skills with one another and try to get to know each other because like people change as you get older and there are certain things that your spouse is doing that you may not know about, not saying bad things, but you know, like they're looking at certain things online, they're changing the way they think politically or other spiritually, whatever it may be. And they have a different mindset. And it's always good to take like at least one or two months two days out of the month to where you kind of have like this date and have a conversation and you know try to get to know one another again because you know we as people grow and we change even if it's just a little bit but having different perspectives and understanding the differences of what we're tr like what has changed between the relationship and our mindset i think it's a healthy thing to do but i, I can understand that it's sort of a, an annoyance to have that into a schedule and be like okay i'm gonna set two days apart to where I can try to get to know my spouse or my, you know, significant other, you know, like I can get, it can seem like a chore or a bore to try to do that. So it's understandable that a lot of people don't do it, but I think it can be a healthy way to have communication with one another. And I mean, that's just one of the reasons I'm just scared that people just don't really take it serious anymore. And I'm afraid that I can't give it my awe in a relationship i could be wrong maybe i can but it's been so long since i've been in a relationship that i feel like i might not be able to provide what is needed into that relationship right who knows maybe you know i'll find someone and i just fall head over heels in love with them 
and everything that I'm saying is basically meaningless and you'll hear me like tomorrow be like yo guys I'm fucking in love and you know this is my queen <laughs> but like really it it can go either way right you know like sometimes it takes a person and you see them and you get to know them and it's like things happen unexpectedly and you're like oh I didn't expect that but then at the same time, if you don't put yourself in certain situations, you're bound to not like have that and let's just by luck. It's like I'm not putting myself out there or anything to who knows if it ever happens. But maybe one day I will put myself out there. I don't know. When that day comes, I will let you know for sure. But yeah, this is another reason. Part two, why I'm choosing to be single. Um, people don't take relationships seriously anymore. People think that it's easy and don't put effort into it. And, you know, people just want to feel that initial spark that they felt, which is not the reality of relationships. You're like, you have to make an effort to make things work. Like, and that spark can last like two years, three years, four years, a month. Like, it's different for everybody and every each individual person. So, yeah, people don't want to communicate with one another and talk things out about what's going through their mind and trying to get to know each other all over again. Because, like I said, people change as they get older they discover new things and discover more things about themselves and people aren't willing to be understanding with one another like if i want space or if my significant other wants space i should be able to understand that you know i should give them their time alone if we have like years to be together it's like why can i not give them this one day to themselves or a week to themselves you know it's like oh they want to play games you know we're gonna sleep in the same bed anyways there's a lot of variables here and there right like it's not a, a simple thing that you can just talk about it's always going to be different for different people and yeah depending on what kind of relationship you're in right because you may be in an open relationship you may be in a, like it's just many forms of different relationships right it just depends on what your your perspective of a relationship means and what you're looking for but still like you always come back to like that one main person even if you're like in an open relationship but so yeah um part three probably will come out pretty soon and I think I'm, well, you'll see what I'll talk about. I mean, obviously it's just part three of this, why I choose to be single. So yeah, short little episode today, but yeah, hopefully you enjoyed that and have a lovely rest of your night or day whenever you're listening and I'll talk to you in the next one. Be safe and take care.